Welcome to Podcast Suicida. Um, the whole gang's here right now. We got Big Dave Uso. We got Bell Time Seb. Big Gene Lesnar and yours truly, the head of the table, Gabe. Um, so, a little bit of a somber start to this pod, as you know. Um, I'm sure everybody heard the news by now that Brodus Clay wrestled his last match this past this past Jesus weekend. <laughs> uh, Dave, you were a massive Brodus Clay, Mark. Uh, we can start with you. I'm sure you're... No, no. I'm sorry. We'll get I to... Am, uh... I am... Uh, they, some call me the Funkadactyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did happen this weekend, but that is definitely not what we are going to start today with. Of course, the real news is that um, Bray Wyatt passed away. Um, and... I mean, I can just start off quickly with my first reaction to it, which was, holy crap. I mean, I got that text from Eugene, and I was like, I mean, this is this would be a weird thing to make up. Um, I jumped straight to Twitter and came straight from Triple H. It wasn't like a, you know, in this age of social media, you have, you have all, you'll have these reports. And sometimes you don't know whether it's factual or not. But if 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 the company, if Triple H was reporting, you knew right away. Um, it was devastating news, and I can say that I have not been that shocked hearing the news of somebody's death um, since Kobe, since the Kobe accident in 2020. This was just—it's like somebody in the prime of their life, and it and, it, and it's all over. And it's, it's terrible. And um, that was my initial reaction: was just shock and then sadness. Um, I don't know, Dave. You're you're at the top of my screen. I don't know how you felt about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna remember where I was when I read Gene's text. Uh, I was at work, um, just kind of sitting in the office, just on my computer typing away, and I figured I'd take a couple seconds, you know, take a breather or whatever. Logged on to Instagram, saw a few messages in the Instagram chat, clicked on it. And then I saw what Gene said. And it's one of those where it's like you read it and then a split second of just kind of like reading the next message and then just kind of flicking your head back and reading it again. Like, no, because again, like you said, like obviously Gene would never make something like that up. And then he pretty much immediately sent the the post from whatever wrestling account it was. Um, and it was just like it. I literally felt my heart just drop to my to the pit of my stomach and then like you said again after that because they said triple h confirmed it it said like the source or whatever so then i immediately went to twitter and the second i opened twitter i refreshed my feed it's the top one up there because most of the shit i look at on twitter is wrestling related so obviously it was the first thing that popped up and it was one of those where it was like i was kind of like hunched over on my phone and i remember i just kind of like dropped my phone onto my desk and i just like leaned back in my chair just like I can't believe this fucking happened. Like it's, it's just awful. And then, I mean, because Gene, Gene saw it pretty quick. It was maybe like ten minutes after Triple H posted it, so you didn't even have reactions of like other wrestlers. So it was weird because it was one of those where it's like, like when Kobe passed away, I was asleep and I woke up at some point in the afternoon. And I saw all the stuff on social media and stuff like that. But it was weird because it felt like everybody was finding out at once. And like, I mean, obviously, because they were. And I remember just I was having like a really good day at work. And then hearing that news, like it literally ruined my day. 
because you hear these news of yeah uh like bray had had this life-threatening illness and obviously they were very secretive about it because it's nobody nobody's business but his um and he's cleared to come back soon we were i think we had said at some points like you know he might have been rumored to come back and feud with cody and obviously his initial return didn't necessarily go perfect the one match he had was a little weird but um i was still excited for him to come back and hoping you know you know, I think it, it was really only up from there and the uh, Howdy stuff. And then it was just gone. And it's just not going to happen. And then you immediately think of, you know, like Brody. And um, the first person who came to my mind was uh, Eric Rowan. It's so because eerie, the first man. person, yeah, the first person you think of when it, I mean, or the first person I thought of was Brody and then Eric Rowan because. You know, the Wyatt family, obviously Braun was part of it, but you really only think of them three mainly. And then Eric Rowan, who uh, a really good touch on SmackDown, how they had him and Braun standing front and center next to Triple H. I thought that was nice, but yeah, I'm rambling on a little bit, but yeah, it sucked. It was. No, nah, you're good, bro. It was tough. You're good. Didn't mean to ruin your day. Nah, you're good. <laughs> I was going to find out regardless. True. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Any either of you two thoughts? I guess um, Sam or Gene. So Gene, like, Gene, Gene uh, found uh, out. Uh, <laughs> Nobody uh, told me. I let Gene go because the way I found uh, out, it was just I. I was at the gym and I just left the gym. No lie, I just left the gym. I get um, I get back to my place. I'm sitting here just chilling, winding, and Gabe Adams, the one who texted me, and told me right away. Like he told me two minutes after the news broke, he texted me and said, Bray Wyatt died. I said, get the fuck out of here. And he said, no, he's, he really died. And then I went to Instagram. As soon as I popped it up, I, the first thing that popped up, because you know sports and wrestling, we all follow the same stuff. So first thing I saw was the Triple H thing. I sent it immediately to y'all. And then I text you right away, Gabe. Like, I text you. I text my son. I text my other boy, Eric. Um, and all y'all said the same thing to me. Like, you're, you're lying. Like, no way. I was like, I just, and then I had to send a link to my son. I sent the, um, the, the link, um, to my boy, Eric, but Eric was actually texting me at the same time that Bray died. We actually texted each other the same thing. So then when I went to Instagram, I sent it to all, everybody, everybody that I know loves wrestling, everybody I know like wrestling. So I just sent it out real quick. Cause like when I found out, I thought it was a job. Like, man, come on. Adam, don't fuck with me, man. Come on. We cool. That's my boy. But I was like, oh, I'll play around with death. But Adam never, he don't come off the type to be like that. So I ain't gonna lie. I was fucking shocked. I said, what the fuck? Like, we was just talking about this guy. Like, this is insane. Like, I was just like, yo, what the hell, man? Like, I ain't gonna front. I I like Bray Wyatt. I like his character. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like, I thought the Firefly on Funhouse, I thought that shit was genius when he came back and stuff like that. How he entwined with it, made it feel like I was watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That's what a lot of people don't get. It was like a Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, but with a psychotic fucking twist to it. And I yeah. thought, like, that was genius, like how he, everything that was poked fun of him through, during his career with the Husky Harris, when he first debuted with the NXT tryouts and shit like that on live TV and stuff like that. And then how he was talking about McMahon getting on him for being fat. And then he got, um, yeah. how he got on um the whole... The um, way wired from the um the deep south buzzards, you know what I'm saying? Like I and then like he was introducing a new character, and he was introducing who everybody knew was going to be Alexa Bliss, her character as a puppet. And 
just how he just did it, like how he entwined with it, and then like he'll be sitting there acting like funny and nonchalant, and then he'll get serious at the end. I always thought that she was dope. Like I always felt like his vision and how he was wasn't for this era of wrestling, though. It was like he he was like that horror movie theme like wrestling and shit like that i thought it was cool because i always like the whole undertaker versus kane gimmick stuff like that like i just like different shit of wrestling it shows you how the character he always could talk like he didn't have the greatest of moves let's not sit here in front like he was just that he was like dope as shit in the ring but the way he talked and the way he drew like he just drew you into the character like he made me care about like the Wyatt family. He made me care about the Fiend and this and that, even though they kind of like jobbed the Fiend and how they did it. But he made me believe like, oh shit, this shit, this shit look fucking creepy. Like yeah. it was just his, the way, what he brought to wrestling is different. You know what I'm saying? It was different from what we need. It was different from what we was watching, what we needed. Like, you know, you can always get your high flying, your hardcore, but he brought horror factor. He brought like, this motherfucker remind me of like each character remind me of somebody I probably seen in my lifetime or heard a story about, like especially with Husky Harris. Everybody know that fat white kid or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just wanted to be. You could have been athletic. You probably played football or some shit like that. Then you had the fucking deep south um Wyatt the, with the Wyatt family with the buzzes and shit. And it just felt like yo. I took the wrong turn going to Kentucky or some shit. Now I'm about to die type shit. Like, you're going to kill me <laughs> or torture me and shit. Yeah. Then you had the fiend where it was like, he was psychotic. You know what I'm saying? He's psychotic. Like, he got his issues. And then, like, he's playing it out. And then you see his alter ego, which is like a motherfucker you don't want me in the dark alley type shit. Like, I always liked Bray. I, I, I liked his vision. I liked... I just liked it, but when it came down to it, he didn't, it, it just didn't execute it the way he started in his mind, the way some people seen it playing out. And I just, yeah. it's a sad day of how it happened. Like, we, we were sitting here, I remember we was all sitting here scheduled, like, like, we was all thinking about, like, did he kill himself, this and that, because, you know, the mental health and shit, I, like, I don't, I'm, like, I don't want him to see nobody die or some shit like that, but I'm glad it was a heart attack and he didn't off himself. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're off yourself, then you get the, the, the people hating on the death. Talking about he a yeah. coward and shit. And I didn't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that, like, I don't know. Wrestling is different. Like, I love sports. I love football. Football's number one to me, but wrestling is different. Wrestling <laughs> is like something like it, it like it helped me escape life. And like, and you could tell with some of these wrestlers, they poured their heart and soul into this shit. And he poured his heart and soul into every fucking character he had. Every fucking character he had. Like, no bullshit. He went 100 into it. Like, I'll never forget one. Oh, one thing that always stuck out with me with his character was when I'm sitting there watching. It's not, I don't think it was fully loaded. It, no, not fully loaded. It was a February pay-per-view. I think it was Roadblock or some shit. And this is leading up to WrestleMania. I'm going to say the one in San Francisco. Is that 31? 31. And he's yeah. fighting the Undertaker. But, yo, Undertaker's music hits. The drones come out and the fucking casket comes to the ring. And then pops up, like, the casket pops up. Everybody thinks it's an Undertaker. Like, yeah, Undertaker's back. It was Bray Wyatt fucking around. He just pops up, looks at the camera, and just fucking laughs. Like, he just straight insulted the Undertaker and, like, just said, nigga, I I'm doing this better than you could do it type shit. And it started that rivalry right there. So I was just like, that always stuck out to me, man. I was like, yo, that shit's genius right there because nobody really did that shit to the Undertaker where they just used his casket and fucking made everybody think. It was like when the Miz came out as the Rock and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, I mean, not the Rock, yeah, the Rock. And when he came out as the Rock, he's like, oh shit, what the fuck? Is that the Rock? Yeah, the Rock. But yo, how he did it was just so cool. And it was just like how he went into everything. 
was like totally awesome. Like, I don't know. It's just like, like I said, the moves and like the, the matches didn't pay off for how he built the, every match, he every feud he was with. And I'm still mad that we didn't fin- we didn't get the finale to him versus Roman because that was supposed to be, I always felt like that was going to come full circle when he had his Wyatt family, not even the Wyatt family, the whole Bray family. And then he was going to go against the head of the tribal. And I, cause he, a couple of years ago, he always kept saying it. It's not supposed to be you, Roman. It's not you, Roman. And then they just like fizzled out. They just didn't have a conclusion. I always felt like that's one thing. Like I don't know, was he gonna? Could he have beaten Roman? This Roman? I don't know. But it's just a sad day, and I was just like, damn, the motherfucker here today, going tomorrow type feeling and shit. So, what you think, sub? Um, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Uh, this death, it it's crazy because. Deaths in wrestling usually um don't really get me like that. Um, just cause like a lot of times it's it's really old dudes and you know it's around their time or whatever, at least in wrestling terms. Like like Gabe always makes a point on this pod, like living past shit 65, you're like a million years old in wrestling time. So um those deaf don't really hit me like that. I'm just like, oh, those, you know, these guys are legends. RP though, for sure. But um, they're legends. They've been here a while and they lived a pretty good life in terms of a wrestler. This death has hit me hard. I get choked up a little bit thinking about Bray Wyatt just because I uh, came back to watch wrestling in 2013. And Bray Wyatt was one of the first people that I saw. I didn't, I wasn't there for the Husky Harris stuff. Uh, that was the time where I wasn't watching wrestling. I was, I fell out of love with it. Um, when I came back though, one of the first few things that I saw or the things that caught my eye were Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt and NXT. Like when NXT like changed around and became a thing or whatever. So, uh, a f- a few things come to mind when I think about Bray's career. I think two big moments that come to mind are the Wyatt versus the Shield at Elimination 2014. Uh, that's top ten, if not just one of the greatest three on threes that we've ever seen in WWE history. Um. And Bray Wyatt winning his first world championship inside the Elimination Chamber, pinning not only John Cena, but AJ Styles as well. Uh, Those are two big moments that I'll never forget. Um, Also, another memory that comes to mind is is, uh, Bray Wyatt. He was really an important piece to Daniel Bryan's run. And that was, again, that was one of the first big things that when I came back to wrestling, that I got attached to was Daniel Bryan's run. And when Daniel was in that like mind control with the Wyatt family or whatever that was, and we were all thinking, man, Daniel's not going to get this push. He's not going to make it to WrestleMania. They really had us like Bray played his part really well. And when Daniel finally got out of that, like quote unquote mind control and the fucking pop that night, when they had that steel cage on raw, like, you, you you could say like Daniel made Bray in that moment, but it goes vice versa. Bray was so good at what he did. Like without that moment, 
I don't know if like management at least because the fans already knew but I don't know if management really like sees like oh wow Daniel's like a big deal because that pop was crazy this was like an attitude era level pop it's one of the biggest pops in WWE history Daniel breaking away from the Wyatt family and finally going on his own like I know I've heard multiple opinions about Bray Wyatt over the years um about you know this and that like Gene mentioned here he wasn't the best wrestler uh per se he could he could work pretty decent but that's not why everybody loved him um you can tell he was a one-of-a-kind creative um and that's something i always really appreciated with with bray uh like like we said already um it's just he brought you stuff that you've never seen before and in any era he brought a different perspective um that a lot of wrestlers don't think about different dynamics even the way he cuts promos is different dynamic than a lot of other people do he was very character driven and the reason why people were so behind him and why he was such a big deal is because we know how creative he was i'm not going to go on a rant about what wwe could have done here could have not done blah 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 because we all know they messed up multiple times but if they had tapped into his his full vision for a lot of his characters, um, he would definitely go down. I mean, he's already going to go down anyways as a legend at this point. I won't be surprised if he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, him and the Wyatt family, maybe two, three years from now. Um, but yeah. I think he might it, go in next year. Yeah. For I was sure. just thinking that. He, I, bet he headline, I bet he headlines next year. He I might even so. go in by himself. I could definitely see that. For sure. It but even if he didn't die, like I was saying, if they had tapped in fully to his potential, he could have been all time. Um but shoulda shoulda coulda woulda. It's all in the past now, I guess. And I'm gonna remember Bray for the legacy that he left behind. Um, I think what he did leave behind, even though it wasn't exactly as planned, is going to inspire a lot of fucking people. A lot of new wrestlers coming into this business, a lot of people who want to be the eerie guy, the scary guy type of guy, they're going to look at like footage from Bray and study Bray. That's how good he was. And you just seen the, the outpour of love all over Twitter, all over social media. Everybody loved this dude. He he came to work with good energy all to, all the time, even when shit wasn't going his way. Like... <laughs> Like Gene mentioned, this shouldn't have happened. I hate when WWE does stuff like this, but like mentioning his weight or them just not booking him correctly, despite all that, he always came to work with a good attitude. That's all everybody has been saying. Came to work with a good attitude. Just he's a great person to talk to and get um, creative ideas from. And he's just a good soul. And to just lose him at 36 and lose also Brody at 41 it's like this is it's crazy it's insane when 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 gene told me i didn't believe it at first i was like okay this is some crazy wild joke that gene tells i'm just i was at work too i was just like nah that didn't happen and i just closed the dms and then i i too like gabe go on twitter and see triple h's message and like i said i almost teared up at work because then i'm just seeing clips of like 
people put of Bray and the Wyatt family and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, like I remember being 16 watching this shit and how it impacted me. And now this dude is gone. Um, so I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. I appreciate everything that he left for this business. Great character work. He is a legend in my book. And yeah, just is very sad. But one thing I would never play around with, I would never play around with, with nobody's death. Like, yeah, no, death is I, different. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. never, I would never. I, I wouldn't expect any of us to. It's just, I didn't want to too much it. in my lifetime. Just, I would yeah. never fuck with nobody's life. I don't think like, it's that no we thought shit. you were kidding. It was that, it was like the shock factor where you just don't want to believe it. Exactly. Which it's like, exactly. I still don't want to believe it. I st- it still doesn't uh, yo, feel real, bro. It doesn't feel no, real at all. Yo, no bullshit, though. Like, yo, my son, like, when I told him and shit like that, yo, that motherfucker was, like, really heartbroken. He was like, he's part of my childhood. Like, he's one of the Literally. main guys. And he was just, he's to this day, yo, he be texting me, like, even though it hasn't been a full week, like, yo, I'm still sad about that. I just told him, you got to be positive and stuff like that. Because he's young, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's a teenager yeah. and stuff like that. But you don't know how some people take death. Like, I grew up with it around my whole life and shit like that. So it's just like, I got numb to it. I just tell him, stay positive and just keep thinking about good times. Like, you remember him as, like, yeah. this and that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, as you said, stay positive and stuff like that. But, like, because when I was younger and shit like that, and, like, when death hit, death hit me a certain way, I always, like, I'll just be quiet. You know what I'm saying? I would just be quiet, this and that, and act like it never hurt. Because, like, the biggest death to me, like, in wrestling, no lie, though, it was probably, like, anybody want to bring up Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero? Not me. It was Owen Hart because he was just on the pay-per-view. That you know must have been shit. just crazy to see. I don't know. Because that was, like, live. on the show. Yeah. yeah, it was on the show. Like, I'm, like I'm on order there and shit, and we yeah. just sitting there watching it, and next thing you know, I couldn't imagine. black for a minute. They, yo, it was just terrible. And then next thing you know, like you're sitting here, and then they just said, Oh, heart fell from the fucking sky. You're like, Oh, heart fell from the top of the ring. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. they show them at first, and then they just cut. They just that's, cut. That's pretty so, much that, that. That's similar to, like, I guess how I'm feeling right now. Like, this is my first time dealing with a wrestler that's so young that I kind of grew up watching yeah. die. Maybe besides Eddie and, and Chris, but like I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't understand the magnitude of the moment. Yeah. And maybe it's it's weird because I felt like they had climbed, Eddie and Benoit had climbed the mountaintop. Right. So I don't think they were much older than Bray. Bray's 36, correct? and Or was He's 36. And I think Eddie was 38. Or 39. Yeah, something like that. 39. Oh, I think he was 39. Like 40, ben Wall was 40. like 40, 40. In terms of yeah. wrestling years, it's like you've that's made a, a to mania. Prime. You've won your yeah, you've had your prime where it's like Bray was it was kind of still, still getting there. It was still like what's to come. Um yeah. I think that's a pause a positive I can say is it's nice to, that this is so shocking that this isn't something that is happening every other year anymore with wrestling. Yeah. We had Owen Hart and Eddie and, and whatnot, and Tess died very young. There's a bunch oh, of wrestlers yeah, who have died yeah. very Pillman young. Died, like Brian Pillman Brian died Pillman, around yeah. the same time as um around the same time as Owen Hart. I think he died right before Owen Hart. Yeah, and then Owen Hart died, and then next you know all these other wrestlers around like from ECW or like WCW that like Mike Awesome type shit stuff yeah. like that. Just, my, actually, Mike Awesome didn't die until later on. My fault. But it's just like you just start hearing wrestlers like just dying from heart it's, attacks or overdose. It's a brutal business. It's a brutal it, business. It is. Um, it's very brutal. 
it sucks because it's like this one wasn't wrestling related. Right. Like one of my thoughts, I know. When, it was when I was watching uh, SmackDown, which I was honestly I don't wa- I didn't for. watch that show, bro. I didn't watch it either. I can't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't choke up or anything like that, um, or anything until SmackDown started. And obviously, you knew they were gonna, yeah, um, for sure. start off with it. Which, while we're here, obviously, um, it wasn't just about Bray that night. Obviously, also rest in peace to Terry Funk. Rest in peace, Terry Funk. To I was gonna say that. something after that. But, I was gonna show some yeah, respect but, after that. Yeah. Um, the ten bell salute. Obviously, you know, it sucks. So that was tough, and that's when it like started to really hit me, and then. They started showing like the tribute video. I see it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, and you same. just see all these moments and all this stuff, and they're showing some like behind the scenes photographs of like, you, like you, it it made me tear up because like I obviously know that these people, that these wrestlers are human beings, but my immediate thought because realistically, all it really is is just some sort of like parasocial relationship type thing. Yeah, or it's somebody I admire on TV, but it really hit when you realize like like bray wyatt wasn't the only one that died like Wyndham rotunda also died right yeah and like that's the part that's that's the part that really hits is when you realize you see the yeah you see these videos and these pictures of him like behind the scenes with all these wrestlers you hear these great stories of him and then i'm scrolling through twitter and i see a picture of his fucking family and it's like bro he has like four or five kids that are all under the age of like 11 yep. and his wife, Jojo, obviously like they have two together. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it sucked because it hit. And in my head, I had the thought I was like, the fuck man, like this isn't supposed to happen anymore. Lit- yeah. It, it, and it wasn't wrestling necessarily related, but at the same time, it's like, it is part of life. Some yeah. people do unfortunately die young, yeah. but at the same time, it's like in your head, it's almost that it's like the five stages of grief or whatever. And you get to that anger mm-hmm. stage and you're like, but, but like, you know, he's, he has all these trainers and he has, you know, everything medical he could ever want and all this stuff. It's like, this isn't supposed to happen, but that just shows how unfair it is because even with somebody who, um, not even to sound like slightly ignorant, like somebody who has everything can lose it everything just as fast as I can lose what I have. Just, tomorrow's not promise, right? Oh, yeah. Man. Um. Yeah, and it something else that put things in perspective was someone tweeted something about well, he's too young to go and like what Bray Wyatt in the Hall of Fame? He's too young, and it's like. Well, he's, he's too young to die too. Right. Well, it was them. It was them working that out in their head. Like, oh my oh. god, this guy's so young to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, he's think about he's so young to die. Um, personally, you know, you've you guys have heard my thoughts on Bray Wyatt um, on this podcast before, but I can definitely say I appreciate. I always appreciate the creativity and his approach. Um, trying to do something different. Seb, I love that you brought up the Daniel Bryan thing, because I when I think of Bray Wyatt, that is that is the very moment that comes to mind. That and then um him winning at the Elimination Chamber are the two like Bray Wyatt moments 
I think about. Yeah, it, it, it's a bummer. It, it, it's definitely a bummer, but um, yeah, it's it's weird. It, it, it's a it's a weird situation. I guess I'm still sort of thinking things out. I watched the beginning of SmackDown. Um, I saw the Ten Bell salute, and yeah, it's it, it, it's uh, you it really puts into perspective, like you said, Dave, like behind the scenes, the people he touched, um. And that's something I hear in in a world with wrestling, and we're going to talk about stuff later with the all in backlash yeah. and whatnot. But nobody ever had a bad thing to say about Bray. Nothing, and that's Not very one. it's very rare in 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 in, in wrestling. In wrestling, I say no, he's a good guy. You man. can find ninety nine percent of the guys you can find somebody justified or not is going to have something uh, a little bit something to say about them. That really haven't really heard anything about Bray um, as you didn't hear anything about John Huber either. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. tough. And like you said, Seb, not wrestling related, neither was John Huber's. And that, and, and that's right. really tough that like these two guys that were close, that were in the same stable, both right. uh, just get raw end of true, true, bad stick raw into the deal. Um, and that's tough, but, but yeah. On- Unlike uh John Huber, Brody Lee, uh, we actually do have uh information on Bray's death. So for for those who who don't know, he left WWE uh before WrestleMania. He was out with an undisclosed illness, and nobody knew what the illness was. Um, and now it's coming out that he had a bad case of COVID. And the COVID caused a um, heart complications. And it, it was reported like for weeks that he was getting better from it. And he was due to be back in September and feud with Cody. And they were getting ready to bring him back. Uh, but just a few days ago, apparently Bray did not wear his uh, defibrillator. Defibrillator, yeah. That, that was recommended. For him to wear uh, because he was feeling good. He felt he didn't need it. And he went to sleep and he had a heart attack in his sleep. And he died. It's just wild, bro. Um, so No lie, though. No lie. It's, still, it's not going to hit me until I see the 10 bell salute. Usually shit like that. That's yeah. when it's like, damn, this nigga's really dead. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. I, that's why I didn't watch SmackDown yet. Because it's like, I'm starting to believe, like, man, this is, this is, this is weird. Like. I ain't gonna say it's a work because I don't fuck around with death like that. But I'm just like, it's not, it's not, it hit me, but it's not hitting me until I actually watched SmackDown. That's why I, I haven't watched it. I'm in it. the same boat. Before you go, Gene, because I'm sure you have the most to say about Terry Funk, um, who's a little bit before our time. Um, oh, yeah. And his, his stints in WWE weren't really what made him famous. So it's, nah. it's, it's, a, it's a little tough for us. To have a real grasp, but what I hear yeah. about Terry Funk is just similar Legendary. to Bray Wyatt, just innovative, um, yes. an all-time promo, and just hardcore legend, and, and sort of revolutionized hardcore wrestling and whatnot. When a guy like Mick Foley um, talks about you in such reverence, you know it's it's real, but I'll definitely let you yeah. take it away from there. So Terry Funk, you know what I'm saying? Hardcore legend, just like you said, like when people say, oh, Mankind, 
yeah, hardcore legend, Mick Foley, blah, blah, blah. He always used to say, nah, I ain't become hardcore until I got with Terry Funk. Now, Terry Funk back in the 70s and 80s, yo, motherfuckers was scared to fight him because he was crazy. Motherfuckers didn't think he was like, is he is he shooting on me or is he is this part of his character? It's always part of his character. It's like when you want to edge and when you want to show that you're a tough character, if you're a babyface, you want to show that you're tough and you can go through the the, the the gutter and shit like that. They always matched you with Terry Funk. He had a brother named Dory Funk and their father was a wrestler too and stuff like that. But yo, it come from a hard line of motherfucking tough people. He also wasn't just a wrestler. He was a father, you know, just like a lot of motherfucking wrestlers in the business. And he also was an actor. He played on a couple of movies and stuff like that. Yeah, he was actually, I've heard about he was that. A decent, yeah, he was a decent actor. He played on, um, what, what's this movie, Patrick Swayze? What's that um, movie? Yeah. Uh, he was a bouncer. He was like, he was like a... Roadhouse. Roadhouse, 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 there we go. Roadhouse. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. the bouncer. He was like the um bodyguard for the for the main villain in the movie and shit like that. And um, but like getting back to the wrestling aspect, like yo, his feud with Ric Flair to this day, people still talk about it. How like Ric Flair was a babyface and he churned on Ric Flair, and him and Ric Flair had this dope ass series. I'm talking about like they used to beat the hell out of each other for 60 minutes, like just fighting Damn. everywhere. And then after the Ric Flair feud. They wanted Sting to show he had toughness and stuff. And besides the Cactus Jack, which made him famous, he had to fight Terry Funk. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And then, like, Terry Funk's so, like, big and this and that. When Bret Hart, like, retired from wrestling the first time, like, when he actually supposed to retire, it's on this movie called Beyond the Mat, which I actually recommend anybody who wants to, like, see the behind the scenes of wrestling from back in the 90s and how wrestling promotions <laughs> act and how wrestlers feel. You watch that movie. Definitely interesting. They say it's the greatest... Uh wrestling documentary of all time yo it, it was like one of those buy, buy an accident documentaries that came out and you watched it and you're like yo this shit is fucking awesome like you don't even hate on the movie for exposing the business you're like i can't believe this shit really is going on but getting back to the main topic though um terry funk bret hart requested him in texas it was like one of those house shows that's probably like you rare footage, but it's on beyond the mat. He requested, he said, Terry Funk, I want you to be my last match. That's how big, and it's in Texas. That's how big Terry Funk in Texas and Midwest and down South wrestling is fucking huge. Like a lot of people don't understand how big this dude is. And then when yeah. he came, pause, and then when he came to um WWE and he was with Mick Foley, aka um Cactus Jack, because Cactus Jack was going through. He was going through his little turmoil after <laughs> after after he fought the Undertaker and stuff. It was like he was in a, like a little gray area where he was like actually like almost mid card but lower where he's fighting Hunter Hearst Helmsley with China and then like the New Age Outlaws. The New Age Outlaws nobody took serious until he fought Chainsaw Charlie, aka Terry Funk, and fucking Mick Foley. And they had that feud where the the Outlaws threw him off the stage in a dumpster. And then at WrestleMania in Boston, WrestleMania 14 in Boston, they had a tag team match for the um, New Age Outlaws. It was a dumpster match. And that match was fucking awesome, where Terry Funk and them actually won the tag team titles in Boston. But they lost it the next day to the um, to the New Age Outlaws and this and that. But nobody gave like New Age Outlaws respect. Like, oh, these, because they were clowns. Everybody thought they were clowns and stuff until they got with Terry Funk. And then it was like, yo, these motherfuckers got an edge to them. Terry Funk. Behind the scenes, help people with their matches and stuff. And don't forget, 1998 King of the Ring, when Mick Foley got tossed off and through the cage. Terry Funk came out there, and when Undertaker, who twisted, he already had a bad ankle, when he jumped off, twisted his ankle. Terry Funk, when it was a great period, when everybody was checking on Mick Foley and stuff. Let's not forget, Terry Funk was all, was all over, too. Yes. All over <laughs> yeah. 
Terry Funk, no bullshit, came in the ring when it was a great period. Everybody was checking on Mick Foley and stuff. He made the match keep going with action by going after the Untick and told him, punch me. And Untick would beat the shit out of him real quick. <laughs> And just like you said, Seven Game, he was everywhere. Like he fought the best of New Japan wrestling All at the over, time, yeah, Old Japan, man. and they loved him over there. He had one of the, I think, it was the original Nico- exploding barbed wire matches. Yeah, Terry Funk versus like, Anita, the good one, the yeah. good one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, the other one's good. It's just then. <laughs> the thing that sucks about this is like it doesn't. It, it sucks, but it doesn't suck like the Bray Wyatt death overshadowed this this guy's death and his yeah. accomplishments. And his morning, nobody like, because the Bray Wyatt, because he's, you know what I'm saying, he's fresh, everybody knows him, the younger crowd really knows him, and you know, us, the mid-age crowd, and then wrestling historians know him and stuff like that, and they were mourning for him, but Terry Funk needs to get his due justice of love and respect and flowers, there we go, Seb, and his flowers. Just just so you know, because I watched watched SmackDown, um... When they showed the tribute, it was a 50-50 split on the screen of Terry and Bray. It was obviously hyper Bray focused because he's a current talent. But um, if you saw that they flew Cody in for the show, it was because he had a promo that was strictly about Terry. Mm, so they did give him his dues. They did give him his dues because he was he's the only one that like for the most like has a real yeah, like, Dusty Rose and Terry because yeah. of his dad. Yeah, so it was like he uncle. did. He did get. He did get his dues. Also, uh, as Seb that, mentioned earlier, Seb mentioned it earlier. But what I said uh, maybe last week because who died? Like, oh, I said it about Iron Sheik. Eighty-one is hundred and twenty-five in wrestling years. Yeah, and Terry for was this guy, For this guy to to pat to like do all the shit he did to his body, as I just mentioned, the crazy. words exploding barbed wire match. Um, and to live that long, of course, the end. The past few years, he's been. It's been well documented that he's been struggling. Wheelchair bound, yeah, um, wheelchair bound. And 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 he's been on borrowed time for the past couple of years, but still a nice long life. And um, and yeah, it's just sad. It was just like that was just a bad fucking week. And R.I.P. to Bob Barker because he died on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> long consecutive days. Yeah, ninety nine. Ninety nine. Damn, Steph. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He uh. He went as close to the dollar as you could. Uh, they, Yo, yeah, the, overworked, the overworked, the <laughs> overworked Twitter Twitter joke of the week. <laughs> I, I I got um I got a story about Bob Barker, but I could tell y'all after. I'm not going. to try to be nice, Gabe. Bob Barker, Melissa Sebastian, and no, 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 Also, but also, getting back to Terry Funk incident, like not incident, but his story. Don't ever forget, ECW would have never took off with that first pay-per-view. Absolutely. If Terry Funk wasn't in the main event, and then Terry Funk actually won it. He didn't want to win it, but they said no, because of you, everybody's fucking ordering this pay-per-view. Everybody cares about what we're doing, and he made stars out of a lot of motherfuckers in ECW, WCW, and WWE. Never forget, the first pay-per-view was a successful hit. And it's documented. You can go to mm-hmm. Rise and Fall of ECW. I highly mm-hmm. recommend people to go watch that fucking documentary too. That's a classic documentary. And they and Paul Heyman showed so much so. love for him and said, like, if it wasn't for him, that probably would have never been a fucking successful hit. And that match was fucking really good too. That triple threat match for the belt was really good. But Terry Funk, like, yo, you're a legend. Motherfuckers ain't gonna forget you and Definitely what you did to this peace. business. Fucking rest, 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 in, yo, rest in fucking flowers, rest in peace, rest in heaven, man. You embrace, 
nothing but love for you, bro. Rest in, rest in peace, man. Because I know you were searching for that for the past like fucking four years. You were searching for for a fucking peace. Yeah, hope you hope motherfuckers find peace. I hope he found peace. And yeah, man, it's just a sad day. Like just wrestling's a sad day, just like in general. Just knowing how. Like, I ain't gonna lie, it, it, I really feel real, real fucked up over this guy because my son felt it. Like, my son felt it. And he was just, he's still distraught. And it's just like, I remember when I first felt like death hit me from a celeb, not from a family or friend, but from a celeb. And it's just like, it sucks. I'm just glad that, like, we have, like, a platform to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I get to talk about it with my real friends and shit like that, but my real wrestling friends, like, that's why I, I ain't gonna lie. This podcast means a lot to me. Like you guys, like when I say y'all my brothers, I, whenever I tell people that my brothers, like I really mean that shit. You know what I'm saying? So like I really like this is everything to me. Like this podcast means a lot to me, and I just it's just like you know what I'm saying. You just sit back and whenever death happens, you always sit back and reflect and shit. So makes you really appreciate it, the people that you have. Exactly. Fucking right. Yeah. Fucking right. I'm gonna end it with this because I got. I got to go, but I wanted to do the tribute so bad. And I don't want to do it separate. I wanted to do it with, with y'all. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm just going to end it with this. Just like be positive and just always think about, I'm going to be, it's, it's cliche, but just, just, just think about like the good times and just think about what, what you think about the good moments of that person you remember and stuff like that. Just be positive minded and no homo. I love you guys. You know what I'm saying? Not, not needed, man. We love you too, man. It's a, it's, uh... Yeah, this this pod's a, a great thing that has happened for all four of us. And uh For sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. but yeah, let's 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 give them both a ten bell salute and uh let's uh get on with our review because a lot of spicy things have happened. <laughs>